You're listening to Perspectives. I am your host, David Howard. Thank you for joining today's podcast. My desire is that each episode speaks to your heart while answering each and every one of your prayers in the most remarkable way. Before I begin, I would like to thank each of you for your continued prayers and support as a new ministry opportunity began for me last week. And I ask that you pray a special prayer for a gentleman named Greg and a young lady named Victoria. The authenticity of our faith is forever under the watchful eyes of others. There are those that are eager to see what becomes of us while on the other hand, there are those that mockingly anticipate our utter failure, waiting to openly declare our faith is less than genuine. I often believe there is an immense amount of confusion about who we are and the significance of our place in the world, considering as well that for nearly 2000 years, the world has sought to deny the authentic nature of our existence who we are, where we come from, and the truth of our claim that we are indeed Christians, God's people, chosen to deliver a message of hope and salvation to a dying world. Merriam-Webster, Britannica, Google and Wikipedia, which is not always accurate, all have similar definitions, but they are at best just underserved as they do not exemplify the totality of who God's people are in our constant everyday battle to adhere steadfastly to our faith. What does it look like? Will we know it if our eyes behold it? Will we legitimize it or will the world ridicule and scoff at it as a poor person's panacea? Christ is real and his suffering on our behalf is well recorded written for our edification and our hope today's podcast is titled i thought you were a christian acts chapter 11 verse 26 tells us the disciples were called christians first in antioch history and contemporary culture have changed what it means to be a christian As an adaptation, many believe that simply going to church occasionally or believing God exists makes them a Christian. But the Bible presents a totally different outlook in defining Christianity. A Christian is someone whose conduct and heart displays the character and presence of Jesus Christ. Our faith does not imply inferiority but rather strength and humility and courage. It does not require the brandishing of swords and weaponry of war, but rather a still and quiet spirit, knowing with the greatest assurance that if we live or die, it is unto Christ. Likewise, it does not suggest that we are perfect people according to the ways of the world, but rather day by day exercising our faith coming to a more perfect understanding of who Christ is and his place in our lives as he leads and guides us in the way that we should go 
or allows us to act in a manner which is a true reflection of him. We are, after all, a people in which our hearts brandish the love of Christ, a people in whom we stumble 99 times, and he is able to pick us up 9,000 more. Suppose I were to travel the great expanse of the world, North, South, and Central America, the Caribbean islands, Europe and Africa, the Middle East, India and Asia, Indonesia, Australia, and the Pacific Islands, and ask this simple question. What is a Christian? I am sure that many would consider its meaning in a historical viewpoint, rather than affirming the true nature of God's people based on their personal experience or those shared over the years by their ancestors. They would begin again and again to express what Christians have done, albeit right or wrong, rather than genuinely knowing who they are and their manifest purpose. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 5 tell us, This know also that the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce despiser of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. History often depicts us Christians as a conquering quarrelsome people, lacking patience and tolerance and understanding, stripping away the material wealth of the poor and disheartened those that can least afford it. Do we today do the same? Or do we apply the loving kindness, the patience, the humility, grace, mercy, and servitude that was once offered to us as a reflection of God's enduring promise? Do we destroy more than we edify? Do we forsake more than we love? Do we chastise more than we praise? Or does our forgiveness and long-suffering have boundaries and limitations, thus causing so many to ask the question once again, I thought you were a Christian. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 through 23 tell us, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Our life in Christ causes us to become something we were not because our lives were entangled in sin. Our lives are forever changed as God through the death and resurrection of his son Jesus Christ saw fit to redeem us from a life of eternal consequence and damnation. Our faith is not of perfection in the flesh but in the spirit. It changes the condition of our hearts and the substance of our vocabulary allowing us to simply say thank you and please forgive me i'm sorry i was wrong 
I love you. I need you. I appreciate you. And allows our hearts to pour out in abundance the things we have meeting the necessity of others. In a world full of trials and tribulations, mistrust and inquiry, our faith is far more than the mere admittance in words alone that I am a Christian, but denies the presence of the fruit thereof, the very things that necessitate the true attributes of our faith, the character of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 17 reads, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Christianity is not secular, nor is it exhibited alone by the adorning of outward appearances such as wearing a cross or carrying a Bible regularly reciting scripture or recorded church attendance. It is the manifestation of Christ in us that allows us to rightly meet the needs of others right where they are, without prejudice, without judgment, without conviction, absent of motive, only to express that Jesus loves them and extends an offer of salvation. There are times in our faith walk where we question ourselves. I thought I was a Christian. As we fight for salvation's sake only to realize we find defeat in that thing or things we've wrestled with for years and years as we cry aloud again and again for God's help. Understand God will be working to perfect us until he calls us home. Yes, we will inadvertently hurt others by what we say sometimes. We will offend by what we do every now and then. But in doing so, and here's the difference, the spirit within us, not our conscience, convicts us and causes us with great urgency to fix what we have broken. Repairing the breach, the absence thereof causes us to be resolute okay in our bitterness, anger, malcontent, full of hatred, ill-tempered, malicious towards others, causing us to unrepentantly believe it's okay, thus leaving a broad and wide trail of offense and destruction behind. Doing so is not only toxic to us, but the entire body of Christ, leaving others to address, not justify, the insensitive nature of what has been done. Jesus said, love one another as I loved you. So much you love one another. By this will you know and the world know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. John chapter 13 verses 34 and 35. If anyone is uncertain of what God's people look like, I ask that you journey with Christ as he ministers among the multitude in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The poor, the sick, the leper, the blind, the lame, 
the mute, the broken, the injured, the forgotten, the accused and the forsaken. He met their needs, not begrudgingly, nor with the expectation of something in return, but willfully and lovingly freeing them of their suffering and their torment, their brokenness and their doubt. He walked with them, he talked with them, prayed with them, touched them, embraced them and bid them to come. As the last expression of his loving kindness, he freely went to the cross without ever uttering a word as he hung and his life was in the balance, fighting desperately for every breath. He merely said, forgive them, Father. Allow Christ to be the standard of your faith and you'll never be wrong for in him is wrapped the entirety of God's love. James chapter 3 verses 17 through 18 read, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Thank you so much for listening and sharing this episode. As Perspectives pursues its outreach to those in need, I humbly ask for your continued prayers. If you enjoyed what you have heard, please subscribe using the Anchor and Spotify platforms. If you're listening to me via Anchor, leave a voice response by clicking on the message button and start recording when the button turns red and follow the corresponding instructions. I would love to hear your thoughts about today's podcast. You can also send me an email directly to howarddc42 at yahoo.com or text me at the phone number from which you received today's episode. God bless each and every one of you and may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you until we meet again.